an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what, the prof what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children, she refused to be comforted because they are no more. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life were dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, so that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, that he would be called a Nazarene. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, everybody. Once again, one more time. I am, I am so, so happy to be here. Uh, believe me, I really, really miss you. I wish that you would be here with us and to, to dedicate this last Sunday of the year. But um, the Lord has, has plans that we don't understand sometimes, and uh, we pray that... Uh, Wherever you are right now, in sitting in your comfortable couch or in front of your computer, TV, tablet, uh, cell phone, the Lord will prepare your heart to receive His Word this morning. Uh, let's, let's start with, uh, with a word of prayer. Amen. Heavenly Father, you remember your promises and sent your Son born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, who now sits beside you on the throne of the universe. Thank you for the marvelous nature of your redemptive work on our behalf. So as we come to this portion of your word, open our minds and hearts Feed our souls. We make our prayer, Father, in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Amen. Three prophecies after Christmas. And we are going to be um, talking uh, from Matthew chapter 2 verses 13 to 23 and i i i want to ask you to 
get ready your Bible, and we're going to be reading again these passages, and we are, we're going to start um, uh, this morning uh, remembering that uh, yesterday was a lovely, a lovely Christmas day, don't you think? At least um, in my case, I enjoy the miracle of Christmas with, with my family, with friends, uh, well, the friends that we can, can, can invite to our place, you know, very limited, but we enjoy it. And um, we were blessed to remember the story of God, born in a stable and worshipped by shepherds and the wise men. And today's scripture brings us back to the hard reality. The hard reality is that life's, life goes on no matter what. Right, now, right after the story of the wise man's visit comes today passage that we don't usually talk about. We see how the wise man did not return to Herod after finding Jesus a few verses back. They were told in a dream to go back home through another route. Now, when this cruel King Herod realized this, he was furious and ordered to kill all the boys under the age of two. Can you imagine that? Just to make sure this possible competition the, just to make sure uh, this possible competition was eliminated. So the Gospel of Matthew sets a new tone for the Christmas season, show, showing us how God was just starting to unfold His purposes despite the opposition. And he does that by connecting the story of the birth of Jesus to three prophecies. And we're going to see which uh, these uh, three prophecies. The first prophecy comes from verses 13 to 15. If you open your Bible and you read with me, it says, Now when they had departed, behold, uh, when they had departed means the, the magis, right? Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for, this, for the child. To what? To destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. First Matthew recounts how Jesus' family was saved from Herod's anger. History tells us that Herod was a cruel and insecure king. 
He killed his wife, his mother, and several of his sons just because he suspected they had betrayed him. And when he was close to dying, he executed several of the leaders of Jerusalem because he knew they would not cry after his death. That was, he, that was the King Herod. So imagine the panic Herod felt when the Magi arrived at Jerusalem looking for the new king who had been born in the city of the great King David. And for this reason, the angel of the Lord tells Joseph to flee his home and head into exile. This escape is not simply a reasonable move or an accident. Instead, the scripture in Hosea 11 verse 1 had prophesied about this event. God had ordained how and where Jesus would find refuge. So this is the first prophecy. The second prophecy comes from verses 16 to 18. If you go and read with me, you will have there on, on your screens, or you can open your Bible and says, Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region were, who were two years old, region who were two years old and under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. So once Herod realized that the Magi were gone, his instinct to instinct to preserve his power at all cost kicks in. He knows the approx approximate date of the child's birth thanks to the Magi's calculations. That's why he was asking so many questions to the Magi. Do you, do you how long have you been seeing this, this start? No. So he was calculating the time when he received the Magi's. And so he orders the extermination of all children born in and around Bethlehem. According to Matthew, Jeremiah 31, 15 had already prophesied the cries of desperation that would arise in Israel for such evil action. 
Again, God prophesied what would happen during this time. But the third prophecy starts in verse 19 to 23 and says, But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. And, and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew, withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth. So that was spoken by the prophet might be fulfilled, that he would be called a Nazarene. For the third time, Matthew points to a prophetic prophecy, promise. He will be called Nazarene. However, unlikely the first two prophecies, we do not find this last one anywhere in the Old Testament. There are several interpretations for this passage, and I would love, I would like to share the two most accepted ones. First one says that Matthew uses Isaiah 11 verse 1 when it says that Jesus is from the branch or the root of David. The word branch in Hebrew is Nazareth, close to the name Nazareth. But the second interpretation claims that Matthew uses an oral, not written prophecy from the prophets of old. We do not know for sure which interpretation is correct. What we can be sure of with these prophecies is that God is always fulfilling His purposes even in the middle of a world that is against Him and against His plans. Jesus was not born in an, in an ideal time in human history. In his time, life was hard and unjust. The kings and rulers did whatever they wanted without thinking how people's lives were affected. They did whatever they wanted, whatever they, they, they pleased. That was the norm in the times. That was the norms, the norm in the times of Jesus. In 2021, some things are still the same. Evil and injustice are still present in our world. Just look at the news. You will find out riots, protests, 
racism, exploitation, segregation, you will notice that the same or similar things still are in this, in this world. And God still cries when he sees all this happening as Rachel weeps for her children. These three prophecies help us to understand that God had planned to come and leave us one of us. And being like one of us, he experienced suffering, injustice from people in power, and he experienced the insecurity of becoming a refugee. Later on, Jesus was rejected even by his own people and by his own family. Actually, it was one of his disciples who betrayed him and delivered him over the religious leaders and the authorities of his time. He was falsely accused and sentenced to death. We all reflect upon the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ suffered on the cross. But these three prophecies remind us that his suffering began long before the cross. From his earliest days, he began to suffer on our behalf. We see the Lord Jesus Christ as an infant refugee running away as a fugitive. He was driven away from his home, from his friends, from his cousins, and when he returned to his own country, he lived in Nazareth, a poor and marginalized town in Israel. But all these turned out to be the way God planned for our reconciliation with him through his son, Jesus Christ. So you see, Jesus didn't come to change the established power of his time. He didn't he didn't come to fight for human rights or against injustice. He didn't collect signatures to be, to be freed from the Roman Empire or to form a new political party. Jesus came to transform people's heart and not, and not to the post-kings. He was interested in transforming peoples from the kingdom trans, he was interested in transferring people from the kingdom of darkness to his kingdom of light you see he was not interested in repairing the broken things but in making them completely new over and over again in the history of Christianity, the sufferings of God's people as well have somehow 
led to great advantages for the kingdom of God. The story of the slaughter of the innocent children in, of Bethlehem is a tough one for us to understand. But the Bible doesn't whitewash these tough issues. These three prophecies inspire us to believe that amid all these struggles and disappointments in this world, God is working out his purposes and that the day will come when his son will come for a second time and this time he will come to establish a just kingdom forever to destroy evil forever and to make all things completely new he's not going to make up things in this world he's going to make all things new he will come and every heart, every hurt will be healed and every tear wiped away. And don't you think that this is our Christian hope for the future? Look back to 2021. Good things, bad things. Injustice, injustice, wrongdoings, hurts, pain, suffering. But through this message, through this chapter, through these three prophecies, we can be sure that God still fulfills his promises, that God is in control of history. That he is coming back as a king. That is our Christian hope. That is our Christian hope for the future. That is our Christian hope for the next year that is coming in a couple of days. God fulfills his promises. And that is our hope for the next year. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for the assurance that you are in control. We can see, Lord, this, the, the, the heart beginnings of your son jesus christ just just becoming to be like one of us that was hard enough for god but you did it lord to be like one of us and to feel and to walk our road lord our road of suffering pain 
of loneliness, of disappointments, of fears. And being in that condition, you die on the cross to make us a path, a way to the kingdom of God. And we now know, Lord, that you have promised us that you will come again and that you will do all things new. New heavens and new earth. And you will be the king forever. You will do, Lord, justice. And you will take away all, away all our tears. There will be a joy forever. Give us that hope, Lord, this morning. Remind us, Lord, that you are with us, that you are Emmanuel, God with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing this last song together. <laughs>